When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What it is, welcome to Wiseman. Uh, this is Tyrus here. A-Rise back in the studio. Two-time NWA and world heavyweight champion and uh, NWA 74, Victor Trevor Murdoch's with us today. And Thank you, sir. Thank you. Aaron. And then later on, uh, EC3 will be joining us again. He has a special guest. So, uh, oh, cool. But before we go into that, uh, Trevor and A-Rise, I'm glad you're here. We've got to do something with Aaron. Okay. No, man, it was just food poisoning last week. Everything's fine. No, no, oh, that's no, right. No, I no. heard he, about this. Yeah, he, he dropped us for a different party. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. He no, had, it was yeah. I, I fall victim to uncooked chicken. Yeah, it's I don't terrible. believe that. <laughs> yeah, not, I don't believe that for one second. We're not over anymore, boys. We're yeah, not over. Yeah, he's obviously uh, he, no, he's working no, no, on other things. Uncooked okay. chicken, it was an awful thing, but I'm happy to announce that it's behind me. And, uh, uh, didn't I'm, get I'm picked up, huh? Take. Didn't get picked up, huh? The audition didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you win some, you oh, lose some. Yeah, there. yeah. I'm in the same so boat. How is yeah. everyone doing today? Oh, we're Good. doing great. But whenever I get a yes, sir, I know, like, yeah, he tried to <laughs> f- us. He tried to screw <laughs> us over. It didn't work out. Didn't no, work no, out. No, so no, he's back. Was... He's back for till the next next best thing comes along. <laughs> No, that was legitimately. <laughs> you know, the term for you in the fifties would be floozy. That's what you are. You are a floozy. No, no. yeah, you drop no, us like a bad habit in a second. You guys are all proven friends over the years, and I'm. Uh, I'm Some of us are. Until it goes down, or I'm kicked off. Yeah, yeah. Or you find a lifeboat. Well, hey, you know what? We haven't seen any, so let's not get our hopes up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Keep it real. So, so Aaron, are you retired or not? <laughs> Oh God! You seriously doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. I'm doing this. Inquiring minds want to know why are you managing? You don't care about people. Why are you managing? <laughs> just, Tyrus just walked out the door and just booted you right in the chest. Yeah, I'd like well, to know too. Coming from a guy who's trying desperately to get himself out of retirement here. Are, are, are you? Well, hey, brother, yeah. if you need a manager, you just. Okay, now me. we're talking. Now we're talking. But I'm going to. Matter of fact, I think you'd be an excellent client. Okay, because so. I because I've been at this now. I'm I'm training. I'm trying to get myself in shape. Yeah, you I'm hit down. a drop kick. It took two days. I, off, I had bro. to take. I, that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. But that was real. I was like, it was okay, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 right. Yeah. So, you Aaron, what? what's with the managing thing? I feel like you're using these guys to just get yourself a title shot or something. Well, you know that. Could be the case, but here, here's here's what's going on. Like with every athlete, we had the conversation about three weeks ago, or maybe it was a month ago, about the uh, the Flair last match. Like I'm at a point in my career, and not that I'm even close to what Ric Flair was in the ring, but it, it was presented to me that hey, you should manage. And uh, personally, right, like in, in a subjective business like pro wrestling, um, where I have, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to sound funny now i'm actually being serious for a second where people have said oh you're this you're that you should be here you should be the champion you should be the top heel you should be whatever i never quite got that 
from the office, right? Or the, the bosses for whatever reason, one reason or another. And uh, I'm not blaming external factors, right? I mean, people can say one thing and, uh, you know, reality is a, a different situation. Uh, my thing was, though, I've always been able to kind of get the crowd to do exactly what I want them to do when they want them to do it. And uh, no really known enemies that I known of. And it, it was just frustrating. So I was like, well, is this manager thing like when it was presented to me, is this just a cop out? Is this saying that like, OK, my I'm not what I was in the ring. And that's a very, very hard thing. And I, that was the first time in my career when I was forced to look at that. And, um, you know, like with all of us, we, we have to kind of honestly assess ourselves. And, uh, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. You know what I, I thought, too, uh, Aaron? You, you always had a kind of a gift to speak, right? You know, your, your promos are extremely good as, as well as your ring work. And sometimes I thought, like, those positions are – you, you kind of end up in one of those positions when, when you can speak, a manager. You know what I mean? Did you ever feel that way? Like, yeah. I, I remember when I was yeah. coming at NXT, people were like, well, you know, like, you've, you haven't been in the business that long. Uh, your ring work needs to improve a little bit, but you're really good on a microphone. We like that, so we're going we're gonna to put you with Miz. You know what I mean? And we're, and we're going to let you be a manager. Uh, mm -hmm. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's like a double-edged sword, right? Because you don't want to get caught in that position either for the rest of your career. But, you know, there's... there's well, yeah. and Aaron's got the curse of being really good at his job. Right. So at times, promoters tend to see him as, all right, this guy could really, he could be a world champion, but he could also take this other guy that I've been trying right. to get over... Um, and make him the star I need him to be. And that's, that's, that sucks sometimes because when you're that talented, you tend to get put into spots where you're constantly having to build up people. Right. And so I kind of understand Aaron's frustration, the fact of like, Hey, it's, you know, should be my time. And when you're good at your job, Aaron, it's uh it's a, could be a blessing and a curse. Uh, yeah, see, well, I have, not, a, I have a completely different take on it, and it's and, 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 and it's, it's going to be completely it's going to be completely harsh. But I only know how to be one way with my with my friends. Aaron's too nice. Aaron Aaron never says no. Aaron never stands up for himself. And a lot of times, I think that he will play a role trying to help out at his own expense, and it's now coming back to haunt him because. Aaron can make it sound like he'll do anything for the for the business. And he right. and we've seen his career, he's done that. But when has Aaron ever said it's my time? When have any of us heard like, hey, you know what, F you guys, catch me if you can? No, it's hey, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And then his entire WWE career was making everyone else happy. Right. Ms. Dow, yeah. Sandow, they were all about doing what was asked of him. And a lot of times he would volunteer it, but I'm just saying that you're in, I think you're in a position now where you need to be selfish for the first time in your career. You need to be selfish and, you know, being in a manager. A to, yeah. It, no, I'm, we know, we know who selfish are. He's not one of them. Okay. Right. But <laughs> That's right. you know, he's not one of them, but there has, there, you, it, there can be two extremes. You don't have to be CM Punk. But you don't necessarily have to be right. Aaron either, who'll be like, I'll do whatever you want, boss, because that guy's not a problem. Right. 
you don't have to worry about that guy leaving because you'll say, hey, I need you to get these guys over, and he'll do it at a high level, and he'll never complain. Right. The guy who's less talented but talented enough to where you need him complains. So you're like, you know what? I've got to keep him in the title picture yeah. because I can, Aaron, won't, Aaron won't rock the boat. And, yeah. and I, think, I think the frustration is, and I'm just, hey, this is just my opinion. You can tell me I'm wrong, whatever, but I've known him for a long time. And, no, we can be honest with each other. Yeah, and I think I think that's that's what holds Aaron back. I think Aaron is just too affirmable, and, and, and sometimes I'm just waiting for one day where he says, "Follow that mother." It's my time. Yeah, there almost is to like a space in professional wrestling where you you know you, you grow up and you you want to be you want to do what you're told, right? right? And 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 we and I you know I learned that when I was a kid. Show up, go to school, do what you're told. That makes you. Good. But there is a space in professional wrestling where you do have to be selfish. You have to take a stand to yeah. to, to make it to one of those Pro- positions. But it, provided it's kind of an you out. can yeah. back it up, right? Correct. This isn't yep. some jackass saying, "Oh, they were fine with my holes." This is a guy who can go, right? Who's saying like. Yeah, that's I'll a, back it up. There's a difference. If you push for yeah. it, you better be able yeah. to come through. I want with the it. brass yep. ring, but yeah. I got no fingers. Then right. sh- sh- put right. your hand down. But this is a dude who can go, yeah. who needs to say, you know what? I'm going to do it whether you like it or not. And uh, you know, I'm not going to brag, but when they when I got the TV title, I was like, I'm going to make this title so loud you have no choice but to recognize it. It wasn't. They didn't write one thing for me with right. the television championship. Not yeah. one thing. You know, and 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 I got selfish, not in a way, but I got selfish, and Trevor got selfish. Mm-hmm. So when well, is Aaron, when is Aaron going to get selfish? You could manage anyone, anytime, any place. But here's the problem: the guy you're wrestling. If you had a thing where if I whoop Aaron's guy's ass, I get five minutes alone with Aaron. How does that work? Because he's six four. Right and can go like yeah, he's not JJ Dillon where he's a bag of, you know he's he's not he's JJ was tall and he was a wrestler but he wasn't he looked like an older manager you know Paul Ellering would be the closest thing to Aaron is now as a manager because Paul was just as jacked yeah as the Road Warriors and he was not an yeah, easy was ass. Tall. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Aaron did that. Aaron did you ever question this in in your mind that you know you managed the Miz I managed the Miz but we were both like a lot bigger than him and a lot talented. stronger and than him and I love him and I yeah. love him better talkers than him though that's interesting though yeah. right maybe we weren't that selfish though maybe we needed to be more selfish I don't neither know neither one of you would ever go out <laughs> I and, love you Miz no, but you no, know, no, I'm just no. telling Miz, the truth Miz has over made here a career yeah. nobody can take anything away from right. Miz period but just keeping it real yep neither one of you Miz Dow and A Ride yeah. would ever go out there and say I'm taking a spot tonight bro good right. luck Right. But he would. Well, to right. a degree, he I would. did. And I'm, right. I'm being honest where the Mizdow thing, like one of the things, and, and by the way, uh, this is a very healthy conversation. I wasn't expecting it. Thank you all. Yeah. Um, I don't want you. Thanks. I have prided <laughs> myself. Yeah, thanks. Um, and when I'm giving marching orders, right, like whatever the script is, and in WWE, I was given some garbage, okay, some absolute garbage by people who had no business writing or getting <laughs> – even like a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, you go from a soap right. opera writer to a wrestling writer. It's a stretch. Yeah, and I'm not car. Yeah, I'm not Demarco guys who yet. have never been in a fist fight in their life telling you how to do it. Uh, yeah, ever. And um, everyone knows you I dance before you punch. punch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like there is that pride of like 
okay, if you hand me this garbage, like I'm going to weave this into something that even you can't imagine. And then you won't be able to deny me. And I had to do that time and time and time again. And, um, like after a while, you know, you just kind of start, you start pointing the finger at yourself. Right. And I, I didn't know what it was. And, um, you know, I never once thought of like, Oh, the selfish thing, because I'm always like, every time I go out there, if my performance does not speak for itself. And when I come to the back be like, okay, you know, good luck getting them as loud as they were there. That's what I've like, just again, taken so much pride in, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, has it cost me pretty much the career I should have had. And, and that, that's a real question I've had to look at. And, um, you know, cause even now, like there's like, I'm not even in the conversation to be like a top NWA talent. And, and frankly, like there are talents that are, being discussed that in my opinion they can't even lace my boots i mean they straight up real Uh, but yeah we agree with you like i don't know what the hell i have to do or maybe like is it from a marketing standpoint that i am just really good at this particular role and um but the selfish thing again i'm not i really try not to be but you know what i think i needed to hear that so thank you all yeah, man, I think, you know, I always thought I always thought that there was an interesting parallel with you and I, because when they put me with Miz, I mm-hmm. thought it was a huge compliment, right? Because he, I believe he was Mr. Money in the Bank at the time and the United States champion. But in the back of my mind, of course, I was thinking I'm better than you. You that's know, the, I'm a, that's the I'm, ball a better, you. I'm a better that's talker than you. I'm taller than you. I'm better looking than you, Miz. You know what I mean? You're dressed way better. I was dressed way better. I was, you know, I was wearing a var- I was wearing. I remember it was the varsity villain. I was wearing a varsity jacket. And then when when and you know, I'm grateful. I was very grateful for the opportunity, right? Because Miz was a mm-hmm. shining, rising star. But they said, "Well, why don't you wear Miz's T-shirt?" And I said, "Well, you know, uh, that but that's Miz. You know, I want. I kind of. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to be me." Because that, that's that that was like the years of development that I had put into that character, and yeah, you know, I'm I'm grateful it all worked out and all that and all that stuff. But I think, you know, there there is a but but, you know, I never I never spoke, right? You know what I mean? There there comes yeah. there, there's like a space in professional wrestling where, uh, and I think it's different than any other business where you really have to. You know, you, you have to you have to if you believe in yourself, speak up. But then you got to be ready to back it up. And was I ready to back it up at the time? Who knows? You know. That's, well, that's the thing. And here's the thing. That environment doesn't breed being able to speak up at times. Right. And you guys know as well as I do, when you do speak up, there are people out there that make will try to make your job even harder. Right. To, no doubt. You know what I mean? To, to not help you be successful. I think that's one of the positive things about NWA yeah. is the fact that there's there's no one holding anybody back. Yes. Yeah, I, like if I said, if we were all it, in the WWE right shit. now, if we were all in the WWE oh. right now and decided to oh. go into business ourselves, <laughs> like oh. I did. Like, so, okay, real quick, because our, our guests are here, but real quick. So Funkasaurus was always supposed to wear red, and okay. I hated the color red. <laughs> hated it. And so, sometimes it could be that simple, right? A, but it was Vince liked red, right? <laughs> and one day I just said, you know what? I don't like wearing red. <laughs> I went out and got a plethora. I'm talking plethora of different colored tracksuits and made right. and just strolled out one night on Raw with yeah. navy blue on and then 
got away with it, and then we're at a pay-per-view with me and Dolph, and I strolled out with black, with gold, and in the ref's ear was, who the hell told him to change his color? And I remember John, I think it was John Cohn said, uh, who told you to change your color? And I said, I did. Yep. And he said, uh, he did not want to repeat that. He did not want to repeat that. And you take a chance and sometimes then you are punished for it. But I was like, you know what? I, I did not, I did not like looking like the Kool-Aid man. I don't give a damn. I don't look like a big ass apple. Red is not flattering, uh, for big guys ever. So you're standing up for your creative freedom as yes. an artist in a dictatorship. That's, a, that's, that's a problem. Right. It's a mom and, it and pop's dictatorship for changing a color. If I want your ass in red, your big ass better be in red, period. I didn't say fuchsia, orange, magenta. I said Kool-Aid red. And you mean no other color yeah. ever. And no. I remember poor John Laronitis coming out going, kid, do you have your red with you? And I looked at him like a defiant four-year-old with my my arms crossed and said, no, <laughs> I do not. He says, what colors do you have with you? I have green, blue, and black, sir. Yeah. And he was like, what if you were a bunch of different colors? They still won't make red, boss, but whatever you want me to do. Right. But I know what I'm not doing. Right. Right. Send in the clowns because I'm not doing it. We'll be back with much more after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, speaking of clowns, <laughs> uh, he debuted last week and now uh, an official member of the Wise Men uh, who knows a little bit of something about going into business for yourself, good side and bad side, our very own EC3. EC3, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. I thought you were stunning and ravishing in red. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. You're so, so dapper. Yeah, thank you for, I, I mean, the plug and the immediate promotion to a wise man. I, I can't believe it. I didn't expect to be here this soon. You know, if this was anywhere but the three wise men, Tyrus' show and the NWA brethren, I would have been buried, spit on. No. He even safe in this environment. Hey, hey, he even brought a guest with him. That's how right. over he is with us. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So I intro this this fine, fine, outstanding gentleman, this hero, yeah. this uh liaison to the world of streaming content and professional wrestling. And may I add, he is a suitor to one day be a part of uh, NWA in broadcasting region. So maybe he mm. can play the game really well with us top guys. But uh, this is my friend and the producer and the president of Pro Wrestling TV, Brandon Blackburn, who has a crazy, crazy, crazy resume. Oh, I got to hear this resume. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Let me first say to my wife, the most important thing on my resume tonight will be the pop I'm going to get saying I'm with 
the star of cable's number one late night talk show. So thanks for having oh, no. me, Tyrus. That's and, me, Aaron. Uh, to the rest just in of the case crew. Aaron was confused. Oh, Jesus. Aaron and Trevor were confused. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't shine this Give guy here anymore here. Hey, you Give know what, though? Speaking of stalker, uh, every time I'm on TV, I get a Trevor. So Trevor's supporting, hey. Trevor's supporting me big time. Uh, I, I got a text I today. I, Every time I'm, hey, I'm doing you know, a TV, I'm in the studio. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm saying okay, I get a yeah, quick yeah. text, you know, because. <laughs> but I, I know it's a reminder. I beat you, so I know what it is. You know, I know exactly what it is. But, but it it, it sounds nice for a second, and then you know it's no, always like no, hashtag seventy four, hashtag right. seventy four. <laughs> but no, I, I appreciate the love. Thank you very much. But welcome. So when EC three said interesting resume, so we got to know. Uh, Obviously, what amazes me about a lot of people in the wrestling business is where they come from. There's so many different – it's so diverse, like their backgrounds and stuff. So how did you come to find yourself in this crazy world of wrestling? Well, I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. So I grew up you know, at the height of – I mean, I was a teenager in my high school years at the height of the Monday Night Wars – and uh, wrestling has always been my escape. So for me, it was, you know, WCW at the time, then WWF. Um, I grew up in Florida. So, you know, FCW saw some of that throughout uh, my childhood. And then my first career, I was a CIA officer. So I was undercover doing operations what? in places like Iraq and Afghanistan. And the, the few hours that I would get to myself to just decompress and unwind wrestling continued to be my escape you know we had it on uh, on the bases overseas it's called armed forces network i think everyone in wrestling knows how the you know relationship and the uh uh the appreciation by military and our service members uh that you guys do as an industry and a community for that world uh, is always recognized and uh so it's very much a, you know a part of the escape in a world like that for me i got out of that first career i got into uh TV producing. And my first real big credit and gig was on a show called Live PD, which uh, some of you may have heard of. It was, uh, yeah. you know, the number one show on reality uh, or number one reality show on cable at the time. And, and then it was every redneck knows that show, brother. <laughs> they were all well, every redneck. Y'all gotta watch this. Y'all gotta watch this. You gotta make sure you don't see a family member if you got a member. Uh, yeah, he, he's not the only hey, one. Now, hey, well, yeah. how'd we go to that? Now? Yeah, well, on. you kind of went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I do um, uh, on Fo the only show I do on Fox Nation is Geraldo uh, Rivera's because they brought back cops. And so I, right. I've done uh, quite a few. And the reason why they brought it back was, in fact, because of that. And uh, I covered it. I believe I spoke on it on, on Gutfeld. Like it was the attack on uh, police as we know it has been absolutely uh, insane. And the ramifications has basically is destroying society as we know it. I mean, it's the fastest yep. way. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, all it takes is inflation and crime, honestly. Those are the two things. What brought down mm -hmm. Rome? Inflation mm -hmm. and crime. Mm -hmm. So, um, and with no one there to stop the worst parts of our society, it don't take long. It, it really, it really doesn't. So uh, the the show was great. There was a reason why everybody was watching it. Uh, people like to see police work. They like to see police work done right. Uh, the media only shows us when something goes bad, and even then, it's only a a, a segment of a video that uh, an officer's entire life can be condemned with. And don't get me wrong, I've been on the wrong side of it. There's some 
fucks with badges, straight up. But uh, they are vastly outnumbered, and you can have two thoughts on the same subject. And while I will hate the cop who messed with me for the rest of my life, I love the 99% others yep. that had my back, that when I was stuck on the side of the road at midnight, helped me change the tire. When I was in a horrible fight with my girlfriend, were able to be the voice of reason to help me get out of there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, help me find the guy who stole my bag, like all that kind of stuff. So you can have a bad experience and it still be overall a positive thing. And then you take something away that's positive because uh, for, no, for no other reason than for bots on Twitter. And I think that's what we're finding out. Uh, more people, especially um, if you are, and not just minorities, but if you are living in a in below poverty neighborhood, your, your saving grace is having law enforcement. And that's, and that's the group that ta- that's getting hurt the most, which is ironic because supposedly this is supposed to help us. And it clearly did not and is not. What an esoteric speech. That was awesome. Yeah, I have to pick up the mic. Just dropped it. (laughs) I have to go look up the definition of esoteric. If you just give me a minute. See, I told you guys. I told you guys. This is not you guys' money. I told you guys. It's out of my pay range there, bro. No, no, that, that, that esoteric is that which is not known to the vast majority or the common group of people. Like, so it's, it's any kind of niche thing like that can be esoteric you know much like you sir who was uh serving our country in the central intelligence agency um there were certain things that is known to only your organization so therefore that would be esoteric uh compared to people not in your organization ladies and gentlemen damien sandow and he's always there he's sandow. always there in that space too for yeah. definite and a, because so he's a smart ass yeah. he's a know-it-all yeah. That's what he is. That's, but that is the perfect yeah. definition of yeah, that. <laughs> so one of the guests that is a regular on the Gutfeld show is Mike Baker, and he's a former uh, sure. CIA agent, and he's he's one of my favorite people. And uh, he his stories are always vague for a reason because there's a certain code in the brotherhood there that I respect. And if you didn't serve, it's honestly none of your damn business. But uh, he he was on that front line. So you go from what I would what I would consider an extreme high less high high stress level job. Uh, and then you start getting into the wrestling business. How how much of a how was it such a shocking transition? Or when you see guys that have the same when you see guys that have basically PTSD from being in the in the wrestling business, how much do you laugh to yourself? Like you have no idea what real pain is. Real fast, let me jump in before Brandon. I think uh, what he thought he was getting into and what he did, he's probably like. I kind of miss the bad guys in the honor and some dignity. Yeah. 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 No, listen, the truth is um, I tell people I work, I work now for the two most ass backward industries. There are the federal government and show business slash pro wrestling. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, you, ain't, you ain't lying, brother. <laughs> I've seen, the spectrum there. Yeah, I've seen the characters in both. But the truth is, we've been very fortunate since we started. Um, and, and I got into this. So, you know, the, the live PD cancellation really opened my eyes to, hey, it's, it's feast or famine if you're just going to be at the whim of these big studios and networks who, you know, put their finger in the air to see which way the, the wind's blowing about what, what they're going to do with your projects and your stories. So that led me to see the need to take ownership in what I was doing and, and started a, my own media company that creates, now we create channels. It's called over the top TV. So you have a smart TV, you know, all these fast digital channels that you don't have to pay for and streaming services are part of that world. And then from there, I just looked around and said, you know what, 
pro wrestling is primed to have a network that is 100% dedicated to it in the same way that the NFL has its NFL network, baseball, the NBA, and so forth. That was missing to me. And there's so much great in-ring action going on outside of the, you know, the big two of, of WWE and AEW, if we're allowed to say those uh, Oh, letters you say whatever you want podcast. on this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't hate anybody. Um, Here's the deal, man. We, we don't hate. We don't care. Uh, we yeah, exactly. It's not... We, we, none of us, everyone here in this room has been fired. Uh, some of yep. us multiple times, uh, and yep. yep. And we don't, it's like a badge of honor, but, uh, we don't, we don't where we eat and we don't have, we're glad everyone's making money. Yeah. Uh, the more wrestling companies, the better it is for everybody. And we don't really spend too much time. I mean, we got to deal with Aaron. So we, we, have I mean, yeah, we, we did have about him. You know? We had about a 15 minute therapy session. So I apologize to both of you. Yeah. Uh, you no. know, both, uh, so, yeah, yeah, but it, it was better. I'm doing much better now, and thank you for your concern. Yeah. yeah. The, the more companies, too, that are making money, the two, the big two, that are following kind of one train of thought is even better because right. what we're doing with NWA, what PWTV and CYN are doing is providing something different. And, you know, that's what's going to be awesome about merging these things together, working together. But, like, definitely Uncle Billy, with his vision, staying true to it and not giving in to – what the small vocal minority that you talk about, like the Twitter people, seeing his vision through, creating it with guys like you, like the more the merrier, because the more the merrier, the different, more different we can be. And it's just better. Amen. I mean, it's it's um it's the slow it's the slow it, wrestling. If you think you're going too fast, slow down. And <laughs> and uh, that is always something. And it, life is kind of the same way. When you're building something, when you're choosing to be different, it's not always going to be easy. You're going to – and we entertainment is the most self-conscious business in the world. Anything different has to be struck down immediately right. because it's a challenge, you know, and uh, paranoia and insecurity. You know, you think for as much as guys work out in wrestling, they'd be a little more secure. Confident. But, yeah, but they're just not because right. a lot of them are full of shit. So, you know, and so they, they yeah. love to they love to go after anything new. And in this case, NWA uh, is not reinventing the wheel. We're just going back to what works. Right. There was a reason why they could have Superstation TBS and Georgia Championship Wrestling on for two hours. And everybody stayed watching because everybody mm -hmm. told a damn story. Michael Hayes mm -hmm. and the and, and Terry well, it, Gordy never were world champions in WCW, but everyone wanted to know what was going on with them. You know, they, everyone told stories. Everybody was physical, you know, and you had commentators that called the match. They didn't call what they were trying to sell. I mean, that was right. one of the things yeah. that I thought that especially the big events, although I will give uh, Tony Schiavone and, and, uh, and Jim Ross credit is they're kind of they're They're going back to that. But I just remember even as a few times as I got to sit uh, at the table and I, I believe I was uh, we were we were like one like number one contenders for the tag team championship, and I think we were watching um, primetime players were taking on um, one of the tag teams we were feuding with. Uh, I think it was I think it was the as uh, another I think it was like TJ and Justin Gabriel or something like that. Right, right. And we were watching the match, right? And I was talking about how uh, TJ's excellence of execution, he had educated feet or whatever, and I kept getting basically shut down to talk about the pay-per-view. And I just thought this, to this myself... This is when you were commentating at WWE, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I just yep. thought to myself, like, why can't we just promote these guys in the ring working their ass off? 
Right. You know, but again, this yeah. is coming from a guy who's a wrestling fan, just like yourself, that grew everything. Everyone here grew up watching it. Yeah. Um, and when you're, you don't always see like, well, we have to get so many plugs in for the sponsors at the expense of the story. Because if the guys calling it aren't involved, how do you expect the fans to, because that's been the biggest disconnect to me. And I think the one thing the NWA has brought back, WWE fans think they can kick the ass of most of the WWE guys on the roster. Right. Like they think they, they think <laughs> yeah. they are one spot away yes, from being can. in the ring. And that mm-hmm. whose fault is that? Right. Guys were just there was smaller guys in WCW back in the day, but you had announcers made it sound like they were the most dangerous things on two feet. They knew every move, they could beat you nine ways. I mean, Dean Malenko was feared not because he wasn't six foot four, because he was the man of a thousand holes. Right. He could he could bend you backwards. Arn Anderson, all those guys were yes. they they put over their excellence and their technique and their toughness, and no one questioned it. And then you get a guy like Bam Bam Terry Gordy, they've got a line, uh, uh, as we like to call a uh, hooker, who would slide out and put your ass nine feet back in your seat. So, I mean, and, you know, that's what one of my roles yeah. are at the NWA is because when I was whooping Trevor's ass up and down outside the ring, no one thought once about it. <laughs> oh, no one thought yeah. once about it because that we're bigger than life. Think, and, right. that's, and that's what we're trying to get back to. Yeah. yeah. And back then, you know, like, I grew up too, and the storylines got a chance to breathe, you know, yep. and you let it play out, and people were invested in it in a way that it wasn't about a quick pop, and they were, you know, just giving you a shot of something. They were putting it in the decanter and letting it breathe before you got to, you know, drink it nice and smooth. And uh, I, I want to get back to that with the programming that we put on our network in particular. You know, Excellent well, that's use what, of the word that's what sold. <laughs> yes, but that's what sold. That's what made all of us fans was the fact that we had stories that we could get into that literally would carry on for five and six months. Like mm-hmm. you would get personally invested into it. And it and works. Li- yes. So and guys, not to moreover, not everybody to, was over back then, not to put Trevor over any more than he needs to, or I've done. Uh, when him and I were the main event, in St. Louis, uh, there were individuals that were like, no one's going to buy a ticket, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. And yep. we told a story with no TV right. because it just the way it worked out the went down <laughs> and I was in. And we told a story through a, a podcast, right. some interviews, uh, some, uh, I think I mentioned his name every night on Fox News. Uh, did. But we told yeah. a story and what my favorite and even at one point, and I'm just going to keep it real because that's what we do here. Hell Trevor it. and I agreed not to get like with each other, right? Like we got to work together, even though when that bell rings, I'm I'm coming for you. At one point, I said to him, I sent a snapshot of seats filling up and I sent it to him and I said, hey, bro, it's filling up. And he sent back to me. He was like, you know, the blues aren't bought seats right. And I and I said to him, you don't get it. You, right. It was we were up 50 more seats in a week than we were the week before. Right. And it's growing and it's going to keep growing. And then I remember as we were sitting there on Saturday and they were like, it's sold out. We don't have any more tickets to comp. And I turned and looked at him and I said, told you. And the only thing and what thinking, I say as a man, I said, you're right. You were right. You were right. And here's the cold right. part. Not only did this mother get to keep his title, 
He woke up in the morning with a blue check. So you're well. Now, now, now we're talking, though. Yes. Now we're talking. That's over. So Facebook, <laughs> Facebook realized it took me. Ass. That's right. Took me getting my ass whooped by Tyrus to get a blue check on Facebook. Not not the ten thousand wow. pictures of me and my family. And I was I'm proud it to it, say there was no oh, totally worth There was it. no totally hurricanranas in our match. There was no, no. leap. Off the over, which EC3 hates. Uh, I did oh, not give him three pile drivers and a power bomb. Although oh. if I could have, I would have. But he was slippery when he was sweaty. But, <laughs> but <laughs> a hell of a bump by Jeezy though in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, poor yeah. Jeezy. Give that man yes. a raise, dude. Dude. But the point but is though, the formula all believable works. The formula works doesn't matter who you are but if you listen to twitter if you listen to some guy who's mad he never made it or a guy who thought he was way over than he was if you listen to that noise you're you're just never going to grow you know and and in in this business you need to remember two things you're only going to get as far as you go and one day it's not going it, to it's never going to love you the way you love it every one of us it's going to even guys who retire it's forced <laughs> don't get it don't get it twisted. Sounds, sounds like that relationships too. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, very few. Well, again, Trevor apparently has it all. He has blue checks, a rock solid marriage, and he's a two time NWA oh, hey. champion. So I mean, he's hey, yeah, things are looking good. Things yes. are looking good in my life. Yes. Oh, and there's also been new developments with you know who, Trevor, which I'll tell you about later. We can't talk about oh, that. Well, why do you bring it up in front of the boys? Oh, like now well, we got it. Now you got. Now you bring it up in front of the boys. Like Brandon now is it has in the CIA, man. He's gonna figure it yeah, out. Yeah, Brandon, we need a file on yeah. Aaron's stats. Let me just. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah that file's <laughs> locked away, man. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Got the red tape story, all over. The love it. of my life from twenty years ago oh, uh, has kind of like possibly maybe there's a. When are a you chance. just gonna take a stand? Damn, she's back. Possibly, maybe, no, sort of. That's why I, other, I want to punch you in the face all the time because it's, just say it, man. Just say it. Yo, I, the love of my life is back. We're going to figure, but we're working it out. How hard was that? Quite possibly, no. maybe, sort of. You sound like me when I beat up the German bar at SmackDown and Dean Malenko was like, I know it was you, but he couldn't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> because somebody well, you know, put left blood on the glass when they broke, when they punched through it. And as I you, raised my hands, I'm not bleeding. So it couldn't have been well, me. You did throw a love seat out the window with your T-shirt stuck in the cushions. So that Possibly. was kind of a – But again, <laughs> that, that could have been anybody. I had a number one selling right. shirt in America at the time. It could have been anybody. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, so, no, that, that's it. And uh, we have not actually contacted each other yet. And uh, you know what? I am in the, the ghost zone. So after years, I reached out to her. I was actually with Trevor. And my friend called, and there was this whole drama that, like – Apparently, someone caught her looking at my Instagram, and uh, someone uh, caught her. So I don't. It, it was just again not to give. Let's call her. Oh, uh, hey, AC three here. Aaron blushing. Yes, Dude, we'll I call her. I can literally see how red his cheeks are getting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you, you guys know me. I, I really don't like. I don't think any what? of us actually know you. I don't even know well, if Aaron's your real name. I, I just don't know anymore. It's Idol. I just His real name is Idol. His real name is Idol. Yeah. yeah, he's Idol. All right, so you know what? Moving on. That was a stupid thing to bring up. Uh, let's let's talk about something else. Okay. I thought his real name was Marion Webster from that definition I got a little earlier. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, sir. I oh, man. He's a comedian, too. You are. 
A credit to the agency. And he brought up the first name. That's a low bar, man. (laughs) We'll be back with much more after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, should we, should we, listen, I feel like I said something on Twitter today because um, our dear sweet friend, Phil, uh, CM Punk's, uh, he's had a rough mm. couple weeks. And the yeah. latest one is that he's racist now. Oh. And I was like, Oh, what? Yeah. And what? I, I was oh. like, This is the dumbest shit I ever heard oh, yeah, in my life. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no. like yeah, listen, yeah. I, I, I worked him. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be a squash match at Raw. He fought for it not to be. Yeah. Um, he, you know, when I got fired, he gave me a call. Like, we were never buddies. Right. You know what I'm saying? All he cared about is if your work was good. Yeah. And if your work was good, he, he you know, he would come, he was there for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He yeah. kind of kept to himself. He's a weird guy. He he's a smart ass. He's a know it all. Quite possibly the worst UFC fighter in the history yeah. of UFC. Yeah. He's a lot of things, <laughs> yeah. but he's not a racist. Right. He, no. Absolutely he, not. And, yep. it's, and and when I hear that, it's like, go after him on stuff you can go after him about. Right. 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 You know, he's arrogant, he's angry. I, and I think maybe he has a right to be. That's not for me to say here and there, but to to throw no, that on him. Plenty of material. Yeah, he, to they, throw he that on him really makes me go, then you don't have an argument. Right. Because to say that to him, one, you're obviously you're trying to take his career away from him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean Yeah, that's Yep. You know, and and, with, and the truth is, he isn't. He isn't. So he yeah, isn't. You could be. Yeah. You could be the color of a baboon's ass. <laughs> right. If you have a bad match, he's going to talk about you. Yeah. And if you have a good match, he's going to put you over. Right. Because all he really cares about it, is the wrestling. That, is yeah. does that make him a good human being? Probably not. Right. But that doesn't. He's not racist. Yeah. You know, and and it's just unbelievable yeah. to me that they they go that route. There's a, there's a lot of things about him that you don't have to like. And and two, and you know, it's his. Look, sometimes it's his job to not be liked. Yeah, you know. So and I, that's another one. But yeah, I by no yeah, means was but he. No, any no, of that. honestly, yeah. like I, uh, I do feel a need to speak up here. I know him fairly well, and I mean, I, I was a lot closer with him back in the day. But we've always maintained, and I, I, I do. I call it a casual friendship. Yeah, right? that's what yeah. I would say. It was. Yeah. It was a casual um, friendship. I, I didn't. I didn't go have Pepsi's with him. In, in yeah. Chicago, but well, you're always a sun kissed guy. I mean, yeah, uh, Jesus, he he misted me one time. He he green misted me. Yeah, CM Punk. I remember. Well, I, I remember. I was sorry. I, uh, yeah, no, oh, no, great. Okay, no, I just, walking down the hallway. He whatever that mist was, and then he yeah. had everybody turn and laugh at me, and I was like, yeah. you know what? Just I, randomly I misted you. So like he apparently hates green aliens from Star Trek. So <laughs> yeah, I guess we could hold him on that one. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was well, no, like, like I worked with Punk before he got to WWE down in IWA Mid South, and there was never inclination of anything like that and he was just mm-hmm. as arrogant and focused on having the best match of the night as he is now yeah, yeah. again well can i ask I, you guys as a fan you know because you guys have talked about twitter and the effect it's had on the industry but this seems like an example too where you know 20 years ago this stuff wasn't permeating almost on a daily basis right. pro wrestling people were able to just escape and and 
and enjoy wrestling for what it's meant to be. So, and I think you guys have all been around long enough where you've seen it evolve through the social media, you know, the rise of and prevalence of social media. So what's, what's your take on that? It's gotta be tough to navigate. No, nothing's been worse for wrestling than social media. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, and, and truth be told, I think social media is not great for much. You know, well, in my opinion, is, I think it was I think it's an experience. You know, it was something that was developed and it was a kind of a social experiment. And I, and I pray to God that it, it finds its place. You know, yeah, because, I, it's, it's uh, try much. having a house show without the Internet. Right. You know, right. Um, it's it's ruined the magic. Yeah. Uh, let's just be real. And mm-hmm. it is. And it is now, yes. forced guys to with all we have. We've had a changing to where we've had professional stuntmen more than we've had storytellers. Yeah. Because, you know, if I can do six or seven ridiculously high-risk, crazy moves in a match every night until my back goes out or my knees blow out, uh, they won't care about the right. story or right. work in the hole because they won't say, well, he did that in Houston last week, you know, yeah. which I think you watch entirely too much wrestling, but which is probably a bad thing. So I think a lot of times it hurts. Internet hurts everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. It, could I? Please go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, to to what you were all saying, like, I would I would argue that social media is much like any other force, like even electricity. Right. It is neither good nor bad. It just is right. When harnessed for the wrong reasons, like giving credence to people who really shouldn't have a platform and really kind of like lending itself to the the opinions of the few through whatever reason being propagated by whatever reason it really can kind of warp things and i think we see that right now to where like what you were saying about the wrestling business yes but also like with the punk thing to where now there's actually a discussion on this man who again we have a casual friendship with right and we we say hey he's a lot of things however he is not a racist and it it goes back to people wanting to feel like they matter Right. Like a, a, a Meltzer, okay? Here's my opinion of Meltzer, and I am going to go off on this right now, okay? I've never met the man. He's never given me a five-star match, and I don't care. Right. But the problem is he thinks that he can actually sit there and judge and affect other people's careers right. on his uh, the, the star rating. I mean, this it isn't figure skating. You know, the star rating should be what kind of a pop do you get when you come through the curtain? Are you that big of a star? So it's like on behalf of everyone. And, 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 was like, he, and I put, was he ever a worker? Did he? No. He, no. Yeah, so what did yeah. he take I mean, pictures? Did, did, right. Did, did, I mean, has he ever had a match? Has he ever been in the no. ring? No. Right. Like, I Almost. think we should go find his old pictures and give those pictures star ratings. Let's right. do it. About I got free time. <laughs> you want to do a streaming no, show, I'll, the Melters yeah. pictures, and I'll be like one star. Yeah, let's look do look, it. look yeah, at the lighting on this one. Right. Oh, terrible. We're about as qualified to do it's, that as he is to judge what we do. Right. So it's like, dude, you know what? Here's a here, you know what? Here's a little Steiner math equation, Mr. Yeah. Melter. We don't give two about your five stars because you're one man. And we, go. as wrestlers, always appeal to the largest group of people because that's who we want to attend. The most amount of people possible to sell tickets. There you yeah. go. I'll shut up. Yeah. Wow, well, I, so I, I, I love that 5 two, one I was selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, EC3. Oh, yeah. You know, I just wanted to chime in as the only participant in this discussion to have a Meltzer five-star match. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, listen to that, Bob. Yeah. Uh, 
That's why you're in. That's why you're in. You know what that five stars got me? Nothing. Let me tell you the story when I found out I had a five-star match. It's a morning. I think I was hungover. I'm on the can. I'm looking at my phone. I'm getting like these weird texts like, congrats, way to go, whatever, whatever. Somebody says, good job on the nickel. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I go to the idiot box known as Twitter, and, you know, it was a five-star match. And I go, oh, cool. What's next? I got a wipe. Who cares? Nothing <laughs> yeah, matters. Right. Certainly doesn't matter. But maybe he might be one of the greatest workers of all time because he is the one person that exploited people for money within wrestling and has never taken a bump. So maybe yeah. he's the greatest worker of all time. It's kind of yeah. like the Emmys, fellas. Like I have, I'm on the number one comedy show in America. Not even close. Smoking yep. everybody like joints and. <laughs> And because we won't pay, because here's the thing, like Greg and Kat, we scared to go. I would be like, I would walk that aisle while they booed me and said all their and I would get up there and be like, I know what you cheer for. Your boos sound wonderful to me. Here's my Emmy. Kiss my ass. I think I thank no one. I thank myself. And uh, I'm going over my time while I just stare at you guys. And then here's the best part. I've dropped the mic with the award. And walk out, but they we made it a participation award. No one had the balls to claim it, so they gave it to John Oliver, who had the audacity and the temerity to go after wrestling, but he had the wrong error when he did his story. He was talking about drugs and wrestling, oh, and I was, was like, brutal. "Yeah," and I was like, "Hey, Briz, wrong error. We're on iPads and working on other things, like I don't know, being on Fox News, but." To me, that was a bigger award because no one would take it. They gave it to the guy because HBO pays the most out of all the networks for the Emmys because you got to pay to get an Emmy. But to me, that was like a major award. That was fragile because uh, that to me was no one else would take it because nobody won. Because here's the thing. We don't exist. I love the fact that that none of them will take a shot at me. None of them. Because they have to, they have to acknowledge the elephant in the room who's – smoking them on TV, raising their children on his moral value code, eating a meal of food at their dinner table, and they rather ignore it. They rather ignore Gutfeld than have to deal with it. And that, to me, is the best way to surrender. So, although, and I think your five-star match, was that with Angle? Easy no, that was, that was four and a half, if I recall. I think five, four and a half. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh watch your language. Oh, well, you know what? You lost it because didn't I close? Yeah, I was involved, so there was the half the star gone. Yeah, that was the ah. half point. That yeah, Melzer didn't oh, like me because I wouldn't do an interview with him backstage at Raw. I was like, who are you? Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm a major reporter for wrestling. I was like, yeah, oh, now, that's like being the smartest. You won't say a word about me now. Yeah, that's like the smartest stupid guy. Like, what? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy. I'm not doing an interview. You know, and it was yeah. it was because I just didn't want to do it because I always it's always bear traps. They always want you to say something bad about the yeah. place you work or something bad about. I think the question was something like, "Oh, what do you think this about this David Ortunga stuff?" And I was like, "Hey, what does that have to do with me?" Right. You know, so I, I didn't yeah. want to do it, but you know, it was thus far. But uh, you know, I, I I've made a pretty good pay. I've made a pretty good career. In wrestling, and I maybe if I don't ever get the Meltzler approval, I'll just have to live with it. I'll probably never get an Emmy either, but uh, I'm good with it. I'll take the I'll uh, take the sensible portions wife over the Dave Meltzer put over. Well, 
Yeah. And, and <laughs> getting her to pop, getting too. her to pop for a match. That's I should get five yeah. stars for that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Is that, you brought but me like, out here to lose. I'm picturing Tyrus on the stage at the Emmys, just staring. Like, <laughs> That's what it would be. I would just stare and be like, "I you think Will Smith was bad?" <laughs> Somebody say, say something. The look, the look in his face that he'd do in the locker room, I would just see it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. like this hey, kind of say something, Colbert. Say something. Yes, yes. Like, like yeah, tongue nah. on the side of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah just shaking yeah. his head. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. and it's sad because it should be like, hey, we're all making laughs together. That's the yeah. part that bothers me. Yeah. Like, there's mm -hmm. no why, because we, we work for a network, a different network. But at the end of the day, we're all making people laugh. Just some of us have a bigger audience. But that's yeah, fine. But, yeah, that's but well, fine. And you, you, you and Gutfeld are actually funny, man. Yeah. Colbert has made me laugh ever since he pretended to be a I loved his show on Comedy Central. It was I'll so be the first good. one to it tell you. Hilarious. I love Colbert on Comedy Central. You know, it was and, awesome. uh, Kimmel is just he Kimmel is like their Miz. You don't get it, but he's there every year. Like he just he you just know, does I, it at a high I, level. I can make that. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You don't get, get it, it, but, but you don't have but to. Damn it. He's it there. Works. Yep. He's there. Yep. Mm -hmm. right, so. There's a reason Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors, right? Because everybody, yeah. some people like Rocky Road, some want pistachio, and everybody just those are actually that, my I two think. favorites. So you just got yourself an inside <laughs> back. I was, I was on Wikipedia. He, he knew that. Yeah, yeah. If, the CIA. I was waiting here like that. pralines and I cream. Knew. I'm like, this guy's f***ing out of here. Look, this guy. I knew I red was your least favorite color, and those were your two ice cream flavors. Yep. And there you go. You know, sometimes when I deal with Brandon, when we're working on pro wrestling TV and control your narrative things, and he's kind of asking questions, like gathering intel on the industry, uh, like 80% of the time, I'm like, does he already know the answer? And he's just completely mind me. They always know the answer. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, I, are you, is he, is he being real with me? I don't know. Every time like, I would I go into John Laronidas's office to answer for something I was accused of doing, right. I would always look at either A-Rye or whoever I was... <laughs> He already knows the answer. You didn't shake somebody's hand, right? Yeah. Which, which probably didn't yeah. even exist, oh, yeah. right? Something like well, that. Well, my yeah. case was, <laughs> did you beat up the entire bar in Germany? Oh, and I oh. just said, <laughs> no. Uh, Would I get a push if I did? I did not touch. I did not touch the hostess. I did not. And the naked old guy. Yeah, not, you didn't no like sir. a painting or something. I, I remember oh, that. God, that, okay. that okay. <laughs> okay, I'll tell this the and then we got to go. That's the okay. worst that I ever so, saw it get. I don't know if you already have this in your CIA intel. So <laughs> we get to this hotel in, in Germany and I walk Let in. Let me check and, your dossier real yeah, quick. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and I'm a germaphobic too. So uh, I walk into there and there's this painting over the hotel <laughs> and it was for sale. Yeah. And it was like five thousand American yep. dollars, yep. and I walked in and I looked and I said, "That's the mother ugliest ass picture I ever seen in my life. Who would pay for that?" <laughs> Didn't think anything of it. Just casual, just me, negative ass G, right. just tired. Day twelve on the tour, get and I was getting ready to go home because we had SmackDown and I was right. going home. I wasn't on the second half of the tour. Right. We were just on the first half, and lo and behold, I went out that night and a couple things that I, I was not aware of. Uh, Jaeger. I didn't know it had time release, number right. one. And number two, I didn't know it was something yeah. you eat after a meal of food. Never have, a, kids at home, never yeah. have Jaeger on an empty stomach. Yeah. Two, 
never break the record for shots with Jaeger on an empty stomach. The number was 13. I did 15. We were, it was like, they were singing praises of me in German. It was a good night. And then the change happened. And, uh, Somebody said something, somebody did something, ass weapons were served, left, and as I walked into the hotel, the painting was staring at me, is the right. best way I could describe it. Right. And I didn't feel like being stared at. Allegedly, I don't know this to yeah, be true. Yeah, but it wasn't a serious thing. It was, it was looking just at him sideways. It, just, it just looked something. to me sideways. Yeah. Uh, the painting was ripped into four pieces. Oh. It was broken in half, oh. and then okay. dropped on the floor and said, "I no one's paying for that. And... Uh, Apparently, allegedly, <laughs> and uh, I got in the elevator, and they had a menu that wasn't in English, and apparently oh, someone got offended and punched a hole in the um, menu. But I don't, you know. And then, but it wasn't me. What? Wasn't you me. Hey, Dean Malenko was like, I, "You son of a," and I was like, "He's like whoever did it, it's got cuts on their knuckles." And I just remember going slowly with my hands up, going, eh, "I'm not bleeding." Yeah. Well. Yeah. If it don't what? fit, you got to quit. <laughs> I, I said it could. And the only thing happened when I gave the world's worst, I didn't do it, maybe quite possibly right. speech, because I know that, that John Laronitis already knows the answers. So yeah. I'm not saying I didn't do it, and I'm not saying I did do it. And I said I, it could have been quite possibly. But again, uh, life on the road. There's no blood on my knuckles so uh, at the very <laughs> least i know i didn't do that right and i just remember cena going to me no the best part was then out of nowhere yeah uh this is why trinity will always be my will always have my back she said yeah uh i took some alcohol out of my hotel refrigerator and i didn't pay for it i'm really sorry and people started coming forward yeah telling on themselves right and and then cena just said to me hey that was the worst, greatest speech I ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. Just, just get away. From <laughs> <laughs> so, and then John was like, "I walked in there. And he goes, how much should I find you?'" And I just remember the painting was five thousand dollars. So I said, "I, I don't know, five thousand dollars." And he went, "You're taking this seriously, aren't you?" "Yes, sir." Yeah. So I'm not going to charge you five thousand dollars. Damn right. it! Thanks for thanks for being a man about it. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, thanks, man. And what? then Randy Orton, <laughs> Randy Orton kicks in the door, goes, "Don't fire him, man. He's got a fa- he's got gone through a divorce. Like, leave him alone. He's a good guy." And I was just like, he, "I was good, Randy. Like, right, what are right, you doing?" Right. But it was cool. And I walked out, and then Chris Jericho's with his arms crossed, going, "Good, <laughs> man. Yeah, good. <laughs> whole bar, huh?" I was like, "I don't. Uh, yeah, maybe." He's like, "All right, man. You're good. <laughs> you're good." <laughs> But um, again, we'll never know if what happened and what did not Life happen. Life on the but, road, right? Yeah, never, times, never yeah. drink on an empty stomach, oh, fellas. Well, I do know if you do go to the Emmys, we need to get you some Jaeger before the red carpet. Hell yeah, uh, I, I can, see I that. can honestly say, oh. I won't even eat black licorice anymore after that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I would like eyes wide shut for that one. But uh, you know, for more podcasts like this, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. This has been the Three Wise Men, enough said. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. 